Before we get started, we just want to let you know about a few ways you can support our Grassroots Indie show. You can follow us on social media at No Bad Reviews Pod. We'd love it if you could go to your favorite podcasting app and rate us and review us. Also, please tell a friend about our podcast. And last, you can financially support us on patreon.com slash nobadreviews, buymeacoffee.com slash nobadreviewspod, and you can buy merch at our website, nobadreviewspodcast.com. Thank you, and enjoy this episode. Welcome to No Bad Reviews, colon, a coffee podcast. This is a podcast where three friends, co-workers, and coffee industry professionals get together every other week and explore this beautiful wide world we're living in through the lens of coffee. That made us, I was trying to really channel my inner WTTW personality. I mean, you I literally think it came fell through? asleep. PBS? <laughs> Good, good. That's what I was going for. Yeah, PBS. I guess WTTW is only local to us. Mm. So your local PBS channel network, that's what I was going for. You know what I've decided, though, is like I'm kind of good being number one in the Fox Valley and kind of like fighting 95.9 the river, you know? (laughs) Instead of Joe Rogan. (laughs) You got to set your sights higher, I think. No, I'm like, you know, they're always showing up to like my local grocery store. Why can't we do it? I don't. And then I realized like, no, I don't want to be recording in a parking lot. Oh, speaking of people being in a parking lot, I had to go to Ace Hardware last weekend and I pull into the parking lot and what do you know? It's full of fucking Girl Scouts. Mm. (laughs) So guess what? I kept driving to the next Ace Hardware in hopes that there'd be no Girl Scouts. Are you serious? (laughs) I don't. I already ordered girl scouts i don't agree with their cookie prices like <laughs> I, I i can't i'm not just gonna go so blindly support all of these people if you want to know about girl scout cookies go back a year and listen to our episode yeah i am not happy with the fact that the girl scout troops only get like 50 cents per box you should have just given them three dollars the and whole then, like, thing annoys me we'll call it you know it's like a donation to your troop I here's mean, the three bucks I'm, you can just say i already ordered you don't have to even talk to them. You can just, like, walk past them into Ace Hardware. You know what? I can't, though. I feel like if I'm... I had to do that yesterday when we were at the mall because there was no way around the Girl Scouts. They were, like, all around the area that I had to get through. I would have had to go, like, backtrack, go up a bunch of stairs, then walk around, and then go back down the stairs. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm just going to go past these Girl Scouts. And I said... Not today. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I looked at them and their sweet little faces, and they're so into it. And I used to be a Girl Scout, and I was so into it. I can't. I can't deny them. I would rather drive to a different Ace Hardware than say no to the Girl Scouts. I told them to get a real job. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if you have three daughters, you should really be indifferent by now to the to the sad little faces of small girls (laughs) like come on yeah no yeah yeah i know i know more of a miss hannigan attitude about the whole thing (laughs) i just i don't know i see them out there they're doing their thing you know i mean it wasn't the ace hardware wasn't really out of my way i just went from one ace hardware to another ace hardware that was closer (laughs) to my house (laughs) that's how she justifies it right you're like walking it 
But I did. I like drove into the parking lot and I stopped and I had to consider my options. And my options were park and get out of the car and have to like walk of shame past (laughs) these Girl Scouts and refuse them or keep driving. So I didn't even pull into a spot. I stopped literally in the middle of the parking lot to debate what to do. (laughs) And then we kept driving. I was like, fuck it. I can only imagine those little girls being like, oh, here comes one, guys. Get ready. <laughs> they do. And then seeing you like have the conversation in the car with yourself and then drive away. Oh. <laughs> but that is that is what they do. Like Knowing myself, you get so excited when you see somebody come and you're like, yes, we're <laughs> going to sell a box. You still, hurt, you still broke some hearts. You know, so that's great. It's a good day. I just pretended like I drove into the wrong parking lot. I'm like, he's hardware. What am I doing here? I don't, I don't need to be here. This is so weird. I got to keep driving to the store I actually mean to be at. So speaking of terrible attitudes, <laughs> that's what I had going into this episode. <clears throat> oh, wait. We Aww. haven't introduced ourselves. I only introduced that we exist. I did not say who we are. I just went right into Girl Scouts for some reason. Already off the rails. <laughs> if, they, if you don't know who we are, fucking Google it. <laughs> Okay, so if you've never <laughs> if you've never listened to us before, I'm sorry. We're just we're going right through. I'm sorry we're here wasting your time because um, I'm going to tell you. I'm Jenny and I run the operations <laughs> at a coffee company called Modest Coffee. And I'm Marcus. I work at Modest Coffee too. <laughs> I'm Stephanie, and I also work there. And I think it's worth mentioning: 48 consecutive months employee of the month. So speaking of terrible fucking attitudes, I had a terrible (laughs) fucking attitude going into this episode because two things. I realized that I am not a big fan of authority figures. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Believe it or not. Did not know that about you. Yeah. And um, and the one thing I knew about Todd Carmichael. Who's Todd? Wait, wait. What's our episode about? That's a good episode. That's a great question. Who is Todd Carmichael? Who is Todd Carmichael? Todd Carmichael is the co-founder of a little coffee company that everybody has a difficult name pronouncing. I was, I'm was. i so anxious to hear how you're going to pronounce it. How do you it. think it's, it's pronounced? I'll no, tell you I'm not. I don't know. You okay. go. Did you actually Google it, even though you told Todd me you Carmichael didn't? I heard Todd Carmichael on a video, and he pronounced it. So it's hard for me to pronounce because I always pronounce it wrong. So you say comb, like la, like la comb, but then he adds an O in between the M and the, and the L. So la colombe. La colombe. La colombe. Yeah. That's how I always thought it was pronounced. Um, so, I'm sorry. This product is what, then? It's So, it's coffee? a coffee roasting company. Okay. Called La Colombe. Yeah. Colombe. Uh, Colombe. La Colombe. Right. right. It, some people may have heard of it. Yeah. And Todd Carmichael is the co-founder, the creative-like co-founder. And then uh, this other guy named J.P. Iberti, who is like, I think he's like the Jenny of the operation. Gotcha. And yeah. also, most well-known... By me for their well, they're ready to drink canned nitro coffees. Yes. Mostly because I'm like, how do they get the nitro in there? Mm. Which has always been something I wanted to know more about. Yeah, and um, which I'll talk about today as well. But yeah, they they're too big now. They've definitely probably been sold to some large conglomerate. I'm sure. That's great that you mentioned that because but we don't have to jump ahead. No, this is perfect because this is exactly like what I knew about him. He's he's a he. Th- Todd Carmichael is a loud, kind of outspoken guy. He has written coffee articles for, like, Esquire magazine. Um, he had a TV show on the Travel Channel called Dangerous Grounds. Have you guys heard of oh, that? Oh, I've heard of that. Never yeah, seen it, but heard like, of it. the host of it, of, like, him going to find, like, special coffees mm. and, like, going off and 
being a Indiana Jones about it. <laughs> yeah. My impression of that show is like Anthony Bourdain, yeah. but coffee. Correct. That well, was a whole like idea. Is he as cool as Anthony Bourdain? I... This is a podcast. You can't just shake your head. Okay. <laughs> okay. So is anyone as cool as Anthony Bourdain? Right. So let's like like let's just set that as like that's not possible. Okay. Um. But um. He was certainly trying. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's just say that. That's like my no bad reviews version. Of it. <laughs> but the interesting thing is, like, the more I learn about Todd Carmichael, like, the more I kind of like him, too. And so he wrote an article which I didn't like. Um, and this is early on in my career. It's like I think I, I don't even know if Modest Coffee had even started. It was like 2012, and I remember doing the research, but reading the same article that he wrote. And he was talking kind of like, like critically about how Stumptown sold out. Mm. And he was like, oh, man, these are the roasters that are on my list that are never going to sell, and they're going to be roasters, you know, to the day they die. La Colombe. <laughs> He's like, my company, Intelligentsia, which is sold out. Uh-huh. Um, so wait, he pr- basically said all of these companies will never sell out, like 15 years ago. Yeah, right. And they're all a bunch of fucking sellouts In now. this article, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. I don't know if Ritual <laughs> Roasters is sold out or Verve. Um, I think Verve is still independent, um, but who knows? Didn't we? We did out. Verve, didn't we? For no, like the Cascara. Oh, maybe, maybe we did. I can't remember. Oh, I don't know. Huh? Yeah. Wow, we've been doing this so much that we don't even remember what we've done now. Yeah. I have trouble remembering. People ask me questions, and I'm like, I don't. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't remember last week. <laughs> <laughs> but then you know, so he kind of speaks out of both sides of his mouth a little bit because he like sold out you know to Chobani Uh, oh is that who they sold out to yeah so I'm like I kind of didn't like that Mm -hmm. you know but the guy the more more I learned about him he's like a showman you know he's like P.T. Barnum for coffee (laughs) um and so that was my only like real first encounter with Todd Carmichael that changed though I watched that first episode of um Dangerous Grounds. Oh, you watched it? I did for this episode. I bought it. Was it as cheesy as I expected it to be, or was it actually good? It was the first episode, which was the pilot. I thought mm-hmm. it was like, again, no bad reviews. You but can't judge a, fir- a little. You can't judge a series by its first episode. You got to get like the first episode of the last season or something. Yeah. So I will say, as like a non-coffee person, like I could see the appeal of it. It's it's like him running through fucking jungle. He's like set up the story about like you know, cutting out the middlemen and how, like, they're dangerous and it's what he's doing is so fucking dangerous and, mm. you know, except, like, like the episode was, like, for Haiti and I don't want to do, be, like, a spoiler alert, but he's, like, traipsing through the jungle and finds, like, the highest farm in Haiti and is, like, I'm going to help restore, like, the, the the Haitian trade. He used to be the biggest fucking trade partner and, you know, and he's, like, really into this and, like, mm-hmm. they bleep out his swear words and all that stuff. He's, like, really, like, a hardcore <laughs> kind of guy. He's, like, I'm going to help them rebuild their industry, you know? Did he help um, Haiti rebuild its coffee industry? So <laughs> I mean, I looked into it. That's what I'm wondering now. now what a and, superhero! Um, <laughs> it had yeah, and that was like the whole premise of the show. But like, it turns out like that was all staged, and it was like uh, part of the Clinton Foundation like wanted to, you know, rebuild like economic you know industry in Haiti to help like bring money into the country or whatever. And so like Todd so Carmichael kn- was involved in this project to like turn a farm into a. Like a model farm, basically, okay. for other farmers to do. So did they, the Clinton Foundation sponsor this first episode, is what it sounds like to me? <laughs> I mean, the timing lines up. <laughs> and Man. so then he made a show about it, and him, like, fucking traipsing through people's yards, basically. You know, even though it's like a jungle and it's beautiful, it's like, he's like, I don't know, he's kind of just being a, a, a 
a little bit of a douche, but like, <laughs> but in an endearing kind of way, like he tries the coffee and you can tell he's like so super passionate about how fucking good this coffee is. Like he really likes, he's got this, like he's an inventor too. Like he invented this little contraption to like roast coffee um, on the spot. And it was like a little like in his backpack. <laughs> he like brought a popcorn popper with him oh, is what it sounds of. like. You know, but it was so like a metal, funny. like it has a metal apparatus, battery powered turner and like a little flame. It was like, you know, but he, he's that kind of guy. Everybody should have one of these. What if the shit goes down? I need to be able to roast my coffee, man. Uh, Steph, we have a fucking wood fired coffee oh, roaster. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like if the shit goes down, we will have hundreds of pounds of coffee we- ability per day. And guess what? That crank, that drum has a fucking hand crank. I know. I cranked it. With that hand crank, I could tell you guys that we could hook it up to a bicycle. Steph, you're about to get a workout. Are you ready to get? Are you ready to get fit? I mean, I guess. I can't wait to have great calves. So mm, I don't want to compare myself to Todd Mark, uh, Todd Carmichael, you because should. he's like he's really like he, an exceptional person. He seems a little extra. Yeah. You know how some people are a little extra, right? But yeah. like he's crafty in like a really exceptional way, and I'm like crafty of like how do I do this and like be as lazy about it as possible? <laughs> like we are polar opposites in that extreme, right? Like two sides of the same coin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So La Colombe was founded in 1994. And Ooh, 94. That's like early days. Uh-huh. This is, yeah. We're not going quite to the 1970s, which is like early, early days. Right. But this is still early days. He's like early days of third wave. Yeah. 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 He mm-hmm. was there, you know, right along Doug Zell, of intelligentsia and um you know Stumptown, all those guys where um, where were they where did George this... Hill. so they started in philly okay but todd carmichael was born in 1963 um as a foster as part of his life he was a foster child with his three with his three sisters and was ultimately raised in the foster system Aww. by um a single mom wow yeah with his three three sisters so the foster mom was a single mom yeah that is a lot to take on man yeah for real Mm -hmm. and i don't know i couldn't i couldn't find a lot of that story i wanted to find out more of like you know what that woman right was she always like did did her partner pass away i don't know could she have been an aunt though or like a close family friend like i couldn't find enough information i wonder if maybe that might have been because i don't think that they especially back then in the 70s so like my grandma wanted to adopt kids um but my grandma worked and my grandfather was blind and they were denied mm. the ability to adopt children and that would have been like 60s uh when my grandma was pursuing that and so um it had my guess is it would have to have been like a family friend or a family member for the system to yeah. allow that to take place because they were very you figure women couldn't even have the credit cards in their own name yeah the 60s, throughout this yeah. yeah it must have been incredibly difficult to be raised that way too, you know? Yeah. Um, and so he kind of has had like an unconventional start to, you know, say the least. Um, and that kind of seems to be a big driving force for the guy. Um, he, you guys have heard the, like the road less traveled, mm-hmm. like analogy. And Todd Carmichael seems to take that as like a, as like a life philosophy and like, in like a directional force for him. So he was a distance runner in like middle school. And he saw that like not a lot of kids wanted to do 
or no, in high school, he saw like a, not a lot of kids were signing up for that. And he saw that as an opportunity to excel because he doesn't like competition. <laughs> um, and so he ran his first marathon when he was 15. He got a running scholarship to University of Washington, where he grew up. Um, Lots of runners who are roasters. Why is that? He yeah, actually, I don't know. He actually was interviewed by Philadelphia. Because they're fueled by lots of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Only way you're making it a marathon is nice caffeine dip. Uh, Hopped up on caffeine. Yeah. Um, he did an interview for Philadelphia Magazine. He said, I chose cross country and track distance because that's not where everybody wanted to be. And then he went on to say in that same interview that that got him that scholarship. When he got there, he looked around and thought, okay, I'm going to go into law because – uh, tax law, because it had like six people in the graduating class. <laughs> and so he's like, that's where I want to go because I'll be in most demand there. Huh. Uh, and he was. He he um, he graduated and immediately got a job at Ernst & Young um, as a tax law specialist for that firm, which is like a big accounting firm. You know what? I hate crowds too. I get it. <laughs> like I'm not going shopping on a weekend. Fuck that. <laughs> Funny I don't thing want to is, be around anyone. Before he graduated, he got a job in a warehouse at a little company in Washington called Starbucks <laughs> with oh. his best friend that he met, JP Eberti. And they huh. decided then and they've always been best friends, I guess. But they decided then that they wanted to start a coffee company, like right then and there, I guess. And it's always been on their mind. Well, if he was founded in 94, and he was born in, what, 63 or yeah. whatever? So he was only... He was, 30, like, he was in his 30s when he started Oh, 30. It. I was thinking 21. But yeah, you're right. I don't yeah, know how to do that. 31. Okay. So he saw Starbucks doing that and was like, the field is so small, it's only Starbucks. Right. Basically. <laughs> right. Huh. Cool. And he went and worked for Ernst & Young, though, graduated... Um, and did it for five years and just fucking hated it. And um, yeah, imagine that when you just make life decisions based on how many people are in the graduating class. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that does not always work out as well as marathon running. I never imagined that tax law would be so boring. Yeah, and uh, and it's funny because he and I had like the same conclusion. It took me ten years working at CDW. Um, or a big corporate company. So <laughs> <laughs> anyways, there's, and he said, quote in this article, there's no significance in what I'm doing. And so, uh, kindred spirits, Marcus on, felt the same. Hmm. In 1989 on a Monday, he quit. Like after having this conclusion by Saturday, he was in France and living there. <laughs> See? Yeah. You could, we could have moved to France, Marcus. 89, he would have been 26 years old. You know how many kids we had by that age? <laughs> what did he do in France then? What Was he just bumming around? So or? then he, this is like the start of his like fucking formative like adventurer years. <laughs> um, he got, um, he worked odd jobs. Um, he got into competitive sailing. He rebuilt a boat. He bought a boat because he said it was cheaper than living in a, or about the same price as living in a van, but cooler. (laughs) I feel like you can't argue with that. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) Yeah. uh, He rebuilt engines, learned how to weld, um, and just kind of worked odd jobs and stayed in contact with his best friend. And they started scouting locations across the country for three years, basically, until they found Philly. And Philly was like, at the time, in in the early 90s, it was like this kind of, like, growing culinary, like, destination or whatever. And so he's like, okay, cool. Like, we're going to start our first cafe 
here, we're going to get a roastery. And they started selling, started out just as a wholesale operation, selling to these like restaurants that were coming to this like big scene. Um, well, the way after, you know, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air put it on the map, everybody wanted to go to Philly. <laughs> and it's close to New York. And so they had like these, this access and there was really nobody doing high-end specialty coffee like Starbucks was doing in Philly. And he's like, this is our opportunity. So they decided out of all the cities they had been scouting to move together there and put down roots and start lock Cologne there. I love this story so far. He's living the life I'm going to live in like 10 years. I'm just going to say bye. I'm just going to go to Europe. <laughs> I'm just going to work some odd jobs and live on a boat on the Seine River fucking or a, something. right? I mean, it's like fucking cool. The guy's living <laughs> the life, you know? And I was like, where was I? 26? I Yeah, three kids. No wonder I did 10 years at corporate, you know? Had wow. a... Had to take care of them babies. Use you know? protection, children. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're going to do the crime, you know, you got to do the time. And that's, you know, that's what we're doing. Doing the time, baby. Doing the time. It's a long fucking time. I always think about, like, you know, raising children seems like it goes by so fast. But when you compare it to a prison sentence... <laughs> In your mind, you're like, fuck, man. I've been in prison for 15 fucking years now. Uh-huh. Jesus. Yeah. That's a long fucking time to be in a prison. It seems, I mean, it seems long for both of these things. Yes. I think there's a Kanye West track here. It's like 18 years. <laughs> she got you for 18 years. <laughs> but you got me forever, Jenny. Aw. Oh, was that like a thing he said to like a... It's a lyric. Is that for like Kim Kardashian yeah. or something? If you have... He's like... I only got to deal with you for 18 years. Well, it's a song. You know, if you don't know, it's, it's, it's okay. We can, we can go. I'm sorry I don't listen to Kanye. You should. I can't imagine why. Know. <laughs> you know um, what? I hear he's brilliant. Look, they kept... They, a brilliant musician. It was really no popular. No shade on Kanye. Um, <laughs> as of 2013, when they aired the episode of Uncommon Grounds that I saw... They were selling three million pounds of coffee a year. Whoa. But that episode aired like 10 years ago. I know. But this is pre Chobani, though. Right. Yeah. And so now. Three million pounds a year. Holy Hang fuck. On. Just as like a small, I mean, not that small. Like, this is just the two of them. Yeah. And 2021, they just did 90, about 91 million in sales. Whoa. Big company. No. Yeah. That's a lot. But would you want to be that big? Would you want to sell that much coffee? How much? Wait, how many pounds did you say? Three million? Well, it was three million Nine, like, like 10 we, years ago. Can we hire That's some people if you know? we're going to do that much? I just, Does it yeah. just all have to be me bagging all that coffee? Yeah. I'm sorry, Seth. Yeah, we'll just robots. get a faster bagging machine for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. So they, they started the company in 94. They did it for nine years. Yeah, and they then they raised it. $28 million so that they could keep expanding. And... Um, and then throughout that time, fucking Todd Carmichael. Wait, nine years took to get to three million. No, pounds? they raised twenty-eight million dollars oh, after nine years. Yeah, and then throughout this time, that's when they wanted to expand. They wanted to get to like one hundred and fifty cafe locations across the country. Wow. They took on some investment, started growing, and uh, started the draft latte, like the cold brew RTD business, mm-hmm. basically. And that's when they started getting into that. Um, Have RTDs been along around that long? Like how? Oh, yeah, for sure. You think really? even like the Starbucks glass bottles. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. That's an RTD. Right. I guess that's been around a long time. Jeez, though. So, yeah, so they were, they're growing, growing, growing. Todd Carmichael gets like 
these like impulses to do really extraordinary things. So he's like running, he's a marathoner. He raises $250,000 for an orangutan foundation international. It's a nonprofit organization. Cause he's out there like buying coffee. He's like a conservationist. He cares about the environment. Um, and he fucking treks to the South pole. Have you guys heard about this? No, the only person I know I've who's checked to the South Pole this. is Prince Harry. Okay. He, like, gets this idea that he wants to do this, like, extreme challenge and be the a, a solo trek by himself to the South Pole. And he's the first American to do it and now holds the world record for the fastest time somebody's ever gone from a coast to the South Pole. Um Oh ever. my god! Alone. That's first of all, that's completely insane. Why would anyone want to do that? It sounds horrific. But oh my god, this guy! Yeah, he is extra, extra. Right. Yeah, like he is extra, 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 extra. Like some most days, I don't want to shower and leave the house. Right. You know, this guy's out there doing fucking like expeditions to the South Pole and shit. I know. I thought I was a little ambitious, but I'm not ambitious. No, he's like I an just... explorer. He like he's like you know finds like fucking like goes to the congo and like explores the rainforest looking for like hidden fucking he's literally like indiana jones you know looking for like lost cities and shit wow yeah all right well congrats on that world record that's something but you know what i'm noticing like a theme like you have to be extra extra to like make a giant company like this because that is so much work and so much like frustration and like aggravation like i am sure that just to grow the company that much he's probably awake 20 hours a day and working for 19 of those yeah you know like you have to be so committed just like you know he's raising two hundred fifty thousand dollars for orangutans i mean you have to have some sort of like work addiction ethic i think like a natural like mania yeah that you can plug into or something yeah. yeah you definitely i think are driven by some sort of extremes like maybe like even an addiction to extremes well see, like if you're going to the south pole is like he never had a father growing up and so he said that he learned to try to impress himself and <laughs> wow and that like whenever he saw like a movie you know, he like attached to like the hero character of a movie and then wanted to be the hero. And so he would like try and emulate these sort of like hero type, you know, situations. Um, and so, so he really just throws himself into everything at like 11. So it sounds like this is coming from some sort of deep seated trauma. I'm sure. It's the hero always has daddy issues, uh-huh. right? In all the movies. <laughs> but he's but you know there seems like in all of these like sort of like extreme like megalomaniacs like there's always some like downside it seems mm-hmm. like you know like they weren't just like living a happy life and they continue to live a happy life it's almost like they're chasing something you know you figure even um you know i hate to bring him up but like donald trump like daddy he, issues he, total mm-hmm. daddy <laughs> issues you know mm-hmm. and he's like so extremely extra i mean i'm not saying for not like, in an impressive he, way. He's not yeah. like doing anything for orangutans, but I mean, he does have a level of extra that's a little extra. Well, if you guys like that, I mean, you're going to love it. He got married to Lauren Hart. Do you guys know who that singer is? It's like a singer in Philadelphia um, or Lori Hart. I'm not really that familiar with my Philadelphia based Lauren m- Hart musicians. Anyways, she's like, <laughs> she's known for like singing the national anthem for all the Philadelphia games. I, Big in Philly. Okay. Big Huge in Philly. In Philly. Mm. Together, they adopted four kids Aww. from Ethiopia, too. 
and like they're just you know they're out there you know he yeah I just the more I learn the more I like the guy he sounds great I mean he sounds like a lot but he sounds really interesting and great that's good it's all good I know I wonder what would happen if he went to therapy though would he like (laughs) you think it would like ruin him (laughs) yeah he would just be like oh I'm safe to live a normal life. <laughs> they'd be, okay. They'd be like, you have extreme trauma and depression. And you're like, oh, that's okay. So and I don't like, need to prove anything to anybody. I can just live with that. Uh, Great. Yeah, and like an addiction to like that adrenaline rush that comes from hiking across the the Antarctic. How 39 long? days. I was just going to say how long. Okay, 39 days. Wow, that's, so that sounds awful. So then does someone come and pick him up or does he have to hike the fuck back out? So I assume he got picked up because he was like you put on all this weight in this water and you're you're just shedding weight as you get to the destination and then when you get there you're like skin and bones so i assume that there was a team there to fucking pull him out unless he walked to i think that there there's research at least a singular research station i think a couple of them on the south pole so maybe that's where he hiked to is those are on the coast those are all on the coast i thought there was one in the middle and i don't i i know it's extremely remote and really hard to get there i don't see them building one there maybe really small small post but i know all uh, from the research i did i only remember seeing them on the coasts Hmm. okay how does he know when he gets to the pole is there like i'm picturing um this is a reference that very few people will get but Hmm. like at santa's village (laughs) there's a there is a physical pole okay there like a metal pole that's driven into the ground that this is the bottom of the earth Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, it sounds awful. Good for him. Ugh. Yeah. I think it would be kind of cool to go see the penguins. Every direction is north. That's actually so true, weird. right? Yeah. Um, <gasps> in 2014, Todd entered a Specialty Coffee Association of America Barista, Barista Guild Brewers Cup competition for the first time. He won the Northeast Regionals with a full immersion, double suspended filtration method that he invented. Double immersion, triple fr- filtration? Wait, method. I'm rubbing. My- wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let me wrap my mind around this. Full immersion. Full. Oh, full immersion, not double immersion. Double suspended. I don't filtration. understand what double suspended is. You, you know, watch this video. He invented this like <laughs> glass contraption that has like pumps and stuff. It's like a siphon filter meets like French press. He invented a way to roast coffee. He invented a way to filter coffee. Is it, does he have a new way of drinking coffee he'd like to share with us? <laughs> yeah, that's a great segue. But the name of that invention, though, was the dragon. That's what he called it. Cool. And it looks like a bong with, like, a pump on the uh, side. We see where this came from. Yeah. Um, he is the number one, according to Food Republic, the number one coffee power ranking in 2014. And then coffee power ranking. What I don't does know that what mean? the hell that is. I don't know. How do we get on that list? Uh-huh. We have no power. Yeah. yeah, because we're not we're not direct trade. Like direct trade is where the power is. Mm. We still buy from importers. You gotta go. You gotta enough. go. You gotta meet the orangutans. You right. gotta bring those beans back yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think that's what it is. Like at a certain level, it just makes sense to just bring in your own coffee. Well, you yeah, know? for sure. So, yeah. Yeah, all right. Another extra, extra business dude who yeah. got millions of dollars in like 10 years. Yeah. And then um, to answer your question about like new drinking methods, <laughs> he did. He invented a new can for this product that we're going to be drinking today. So I got these La Colombe triple. La Colombe. La Colombe. <laughs> 
It's frothy and delicious. Yeah. He so he invented like a and way bold and creamy. of getting like nitrogen and brewing it into the can. He worked with a Philadelphia company to make a special like can um, that creates like a frothy, like foamy, kind of like Guinness. Yeah, so I was going to say there are some stout beers that have like the little gas coin in there. And when you, yeah, it right. like pops open that gas. Is yeah. that similar thing? Okay. But he apparently claims that he invented this whole new cannon system for delivering nitrogen into coffee. One thing I find interesting is that it says La Colombe Coffee Roasters of Norton Shores, Michigan on the can. Huh. Yeah, they built a huge bottling facility in Michigan just for RTD. It's like huh. a huge huh. state-of-the-art Who, facility. Who, Chobani did? Or Probably, this guy? Probably, yeah, with the money that they got from when Chobani bought them out. Probably. So is he new. still like running the company even though Chobani bought it out? So this is what's interesting, and this is what happens, I think, when you sell out. And this is the end of the story, is that, or the beginning, maybe the beginning of a new story, <laughs> um, is that they peaked 2021. They had 91 million in sales. 2022, they went down <gasps> in sales. Oh, no. And um, it I mean, seems to be amicable, but he just made an article about it, about how, like, they're stepping away. It's amicable. Him and JP are both out and starting a new company now that's called Lofty Water. Oh, no. And I read this article of him selling it. And he's like, again, this whole P.T. Barnum thing he's putting on, it sounds like the best fucking water I've ever heard of. (laughs) I want to drink it so bad. Tell me, what's so special about lofty water? It sounds... He's like, there's, there's, you know, sparkling or still water. And he's like, if you think of like, like, what's the difference between different types of like carbonated beverages? Did he make nitro water? No, bubble oh. size. And he's like... Bubble size? That's what I was saying. Did he make nitro-infused nitro water? Nitro nitrogen. Yeah, which makes small little bubbles. He's he's carbonating it with CO2, to, like champagne, to make it smaller bubbles like champagne versus uh. like bigger bubbles that you're typically used to. I think we should do a nitro-infused water from now on. Okay. We could do that. Like a nice like foamy head on my water. Oh, gross. <laughs> yeah. Where is he getting the water from? He invented a whole new fucking like system of, of changing water bubble shapes and sizes that then he wants to customize for new fucking like restaurants that want to offer different types of water customized for them, right? He's like he's, got this he's, whole new business model that he's created. I hope he's not taking it from our Great Lake Michigan. It's in Philly, so probably be from the Delaware water basin would be my guess. Hmm. I don't know why the fuck I know that. <laughs> you might be wrong. I might be wrong. So <laughs> I didn't don't even know Delaware had a water basin. Fascinating. Okay. We, we don't know. We have not Hold confirmed. On. Marcus <laughs> says a lot of things <laughs> that are not confirmed. <laughs> I'm, I want to imagine like giant bubbles. Can he make giant bubbles? I Apparently wanna... this was daughter wanted. <laughs> really? Yeah. I want like a glass of water that looks like a lava lamp with like a giant <laughs> slow moving bubble. It's funny. <laughs> find this water contraption fascinating you know what i can agree with this water bubble size concept i know if you think about it like he's I, like what makes what makes expensive champagne like taste better he's like it's the bubble size is it Fucking i don't know small. i don't know it like, sounds know like I reasonable I, <laughs> I don't know i think water is a little bit of a i think bottled water is a little bit of a scam Let's think about the difference between, like, say, a can of pop and a fountain drink. I think the fountain drinks have smaller bubbles than the cans do. Oh, I have no idea. Like, the canned pops are always 
like more bubbly. Huh. Bubbly bubbly. Yeah, the, the seltzer water. Did say bubbly bubbly? I, <laughs> I, I caught that too. Marcus <laughs> caught it, but he didn't think it was funny that I was no, interrupting him again. I, did. No. <laughs> I love that. Um, and so, yeah. And so this guy's like, I'm trying to scale up and make 600, 600 cans a minute is what he's working on now. He's got a facility, in, in, again, in Philadelphia. Of tiny water yeah, bubbles? Yeah, of cu- customizable water. Customizable. Wait, if I want to... So I can take my can and turn like a dial on the can before I crack it open, <gasps> and it'll give me different size bubbles? No, is this what you're saying? No. Oh, man, so that's... You, okay, he's going to work wait. with restaurant tours to me, develop it. Let me say, stop, cut that. Do not let this guy <laughs> steal my idea, because I'm going to invent it and sell it back to him. No, love it. A little dial on your can... And when you crack it open, you get whatever size bubbles you want. That would be so fucking dope. That's a great idea. <laughs> this is how, you know, like me and him, we're both, you know, yeah. extra geniuses. But I think it's cute that him and JP went and started this other company together again. Like they're, they're like, BFFs. They're BFFs. Aww, that's cute. You know, they're that's doing nice. it again. What's JP's deal? Just like nothing interesting. He's never done an interesting thing in his fucking Not a, life. Not a single fucking thing. He's, he's just, just like... He's smart enough to hang on to this guy. He's yeah. smart <laughs> enough to like keep his mouth shut too. too. Whatever yeah. like they're... He's like... He seems very buttoned up. Like very like... You know, he speaks like the company line, right? So in every interview, he's talking about what sets La Colombe... Colombe... La right? Colombe. Apart. <laughs> Damn, I can't fucking say it. Um, what sets them apart and he's like you know and he just he just believes in todd right and just seems to be like yeah cool i'll, I'll clean up whatever mess you make as long as you make money <laughs> well it's kind it. of like the creative in the business you got to have both yeah you can't yeah. have one without the other yeah and and yeah and todd is has started a, a distilling company you know the la Colombe, Colombe uh distilling working again with like he's really big on like helping people farmers like closing the gap. So he's like, I want to pay farmers more so that I can, you know, make a difference. He just seems to really care about quality in, in, in what he's making and everything he touches. And I just, you know, I think I kind of, I'm a fanboy. I think, <laughs> you know, of both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're like a dynamic duo. I like them, even though he's like an authority, but now he's like the company I built is fine. They don't need me. So I'm off to this new thing. And it just kind of feels like he gave up on coffee. And I'm like, oh, mm. I don't like that, you know. Is he still doing the TV show? The it's on. It's suspended. It just hasn't been picked up for a third season. He did two seasons, and every single episode, as far as I, I could tell, was just like built on this like manufactured tension and drama. Mm. Um, as is every single TV show, though. Right. So there's nothing real about that, but there is like back end stuff and hooks that he's like doing in, you know, with this whole distillation project. It was like some other fucking charitable thing that he does, and he like he sort of finds a way to tie it all together and make it like, I don't know, make a story about it. So it's so funny. Cause when that show was on like regularly, people would be like, have you seen dangerous grounds? And I would be like, no. Are you so only asking because my job is coffee? <laughs> right. If you're in a, if you're in a job, nobody hears that you work in insurance and say, Hey, did you hear about, that new progressive commercial. <laughs> Nobody right. does that. No. Yeah. What do you think? Of, what do you think about that fucking lizard? <laughs> Pretty funny, right? <laughs> People do that with the coffee industry all, all the, the time. time. They're like, "Oh, I hear you're in the coffee industry." Okay. Oh, my friend started roasting coffee in their garage. Do you know Jeff? 
<laughs> just assume. Uh, they're like, it's a great show. You really need to watch it. And I'm like, I, I do enough coffee my, in my in my work day job. Yeah. And there's like a I'm even sure like the show's a, there's great like a Turkish tie-in. I'm sure it's, it's interesting. weird. There's like so many tie like he just ties shit in. Like there's like a Turkish coffee tie-in that he like I think that's how he met the Chobani guy. He's from Turkey. Um, so you're saying he uses coffee to inspire his show very much like us. So it sounds mm-hmm. like we're about to get big, guys. Yeah. We figured it out. Totally unrelated. Uh the founder of Chobani is gonna be our next guest next week <laughs> just kidding so yeah that's uh i mean that's what i got on todd and um la Colombe. now they are in three thousand stores they distribute to they have 30 cafes well they so don't chobani no owns this is them well i mean it's because these two guys are out the lock yeah the la Colombe brand brand is sold in three thousand stores they're down they had 50 cafes at one point now they're down to 30 mm. cafes and are they located in the philadelphia area or all over the country well I, I don't know this the cafes really. are all over the country um in major metros so there's one in chicago okay. there might be a couple in chicago actually um philadelphia new york la you know they're mm. kind of all over okay yeah and then, uh, and yeah, it's like a full, fully fledged mature business now is what, what, what Todd said. It's so mature now, you know, when they needed the money, Todd needed that like experience to grow and like learn how to run a big company and like get you know, all, all that. Like when they gave him $30 million, it also came with like a lot of like hands-on investment, you know? Mm-hmm. And so he's like, I needed that. And now, now they don't need me. Now it's a big company. It's not its own. It doesn't need me anymore. Well, I mean, when you sell out to a major corporation like that, you know, yeah. I mean, at some point you're like, this isn't what I started out to do. Yeah, it's like peaked, and now it's just how do you maintain it and grow it? You know, grow as much as you can or not lose market share. Yeah, I feel like Todd doesn't need to waste his time explaining to like shareholders. Right. Yeah. I really want to see an episode of the show now because I'm curious what he's like. I'm curious now too. I want to watch an episode. Oh, it's as so well. much fun. A little part of me wonders if like us watching it as coffee industry people would l- watch it. Probably like some like like genuine adventurer mountaineer what would watch Bear Grylls. You know, like right. as like a lay person watching Bear Grylls, you're like, oh, look at him. He just fucking, I don't know, <sighs> look. fished with a twig and I don't know. What I took away from it is I'm like, if this guy can figure out direct trade, like I'm sure I could figure out like <laughs> doing the same thing. I like, mean, I think you could. I'm, I'm sure. Like just drop me off in Costa Rica. I'll come back with coffee. But I mean, I think like the, the difference is like taking the time to do that. I think that would be so much fucking fun after seeing it. It's hard because the two of us are both involved in the same business. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like if we wanted to do stuff like this, it would be like a family affair and we'd have to shut down the business for like, you know, a couple weeks. Maybe you should just send your favorite employee down to buy your coffee. You can trust me. I'll handle it. Just give me the checkbook. You know, he's inspired me to dig into it and it seems a lot easier and you probably could do it. I could probably do it. Yeah. Let's do this. Right. I think we should. Well, shall we crack crack some... (laughs) crack some coffee coffee yeah yeah i was looking at the ingredients i'm excited to try this modest coffee roasts the highest quality single origin coffees without the snobbery they take the guesswork out of buying specialty coffee by carefully curating green coffees and sorting them to one of their tiers based on cupping score price flavor notes and roast level 
go to www.modest.coffee forward slash no bad reviews to see what they're roasting today. Pip pip cheerio! So it looks just like milk. Oh, it's it pretty not, light. It does not look like there's any nitro in here. Mine's quite foamy. How do I get mine more foamy? Yours didn't. It's yours a little foam? bit foamy, but not did like. You, are there instructions on the can? No. Oh, no. Did I not follow the. It just says bold and creamy. Hmm. It says follow the dove. Did you not follow the dove? Because <laughs> mine is frothy. Wait, there's a QR code. Maybe we should have scanned the QR code for instructions. Oh, that probably unlocks the froth. Oh, you know what? The, it's a little frothy. The bubbles are so tiny. I didn't realize that was froth. It just, it, okay, it looks good. It smells good. Are we tasting it? Have we tried it yet? Very excited. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it. It's not as sweet as the Starbucks one. The Starbucks one had 18 grams of wow. sugar. This only has 12. Well, there's... Only four grams added sugar. The rest is from the milk. What? You know what? You know what I find interesting is on the can it has lactase enzyme to make it, probably to make it lactose free. Mm. Mm. Did Mm. you see that on there? Is it lactose free? It must be. I mean, it doesn't say it, but why else would it have a lactase enzyme? Yeah. That would make it. Unless that eats some of the sugars and that's why it's like, I don't know how lactase works though. It makes, it eats the lactose so it's no longer going to upset your stomach. So lactose is sugar, milk sugar, right? So maybe it lowers the sugar content? Is that possible? I don't know because I've been, I've heard that lactase uh, lactose free sugar or lactose free tastes I like sweeter. This. I like this a lot. Okay. I think it's okay. This is a triple shot. There are three shots of espresso, 175 milligrams yeah, of you gotta caffeine watch. in here. What? You in, gotta watch out. In nine in a nine ounce can. That is like a lot of caffeine. This is a life. You gotta watch out. So they used to have an original version, is my understanding. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that the original version is very easy to find because when I was looking through it at like Target and CVS and like all of these places to place an order for it. I did not see the non-triple version. I just saw like oh. mocha, vanilla, and triple. You know, now that you say that, there was a like a plastic cap that everybody thought was weird on the fucking can, and these don't have that. So I wonder if this is if they just like threw in the towel and are like, let's just use the Guinness technology. Mm. Mm. But there's nothing in here. The Guinness technology. There's a widget inside of it or whatever it's called. It's there's nothing usually in attached here. to the bottom of the can. Can you um, see anything on the bottom of the can? I will turn on my flashlight yeah. and f- shine a light in there. Yeah. Also on the ingredients list, chicory root fiber. That's interesting. It just looks like a can in there, Marcus. Oh, really? It just looks so like a can. Does anyone have the fucking, like, how? Do they even have the nitro anymore? I mean, it seems kind of foamy. It's not not foamy. Yeah, Steph, you're right. Chicory root. Um, This is really good. <laughs> I don't like lattes because it's too much milk, so I don't typically order them. And that would be my only complaint about this is that, like, I wish it was, like, a little less milk, a little more coffee mm-hmm. flavor. Yeah. Um, but it, I don't think that's necessarily – I don't think that's really a complaint. I think it tastes like what it says it is. It tastes like a latte. And it is just, like, the thickness of it. I'm so impressed with how thick it feels in my mouth. But yeah. it has thickeners in it. Yeah, but it's a good – 
Like they 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 did a good job. There's gel and gum in here. There's rosemary extract. What well, that's all about? That is for that's a preservative. Oh. Um, and I'm thinking the chicory root might also be a thickener. I think it is too. And, and there's this gel. What is gel and gum? I mean, it's a thickener, right? What's that it? gum is gonna thicken. So I don't think it's thickened from like any sort of nitrogen. I think it's thickened from these thickeners. Mm. I'm actually a little weirded out by the thickeners myself. I think it's incredibly tasty. I can see little bubbles on mine still, but, you know. I'm not saying there's not some sort of carbonation. I'm just saying it's not a Guinness. Does it say, yeah, no, it's not. I it mean, doesn't say nitro on here. It does not say nitro. I like that it's not that sweet. Agreed. I really like that about it. Yeah. It's slightly sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even at 14 grams, it's still like you it's could have one It's not even 14. It's 12. Or, um, mine says 15. Total carbohydrates, 15. Oh, well, I see. Total, total sugar. sugars is 12. Yeah. At 12, you know, you could consume this and not feel bad, I feel like. Yeah. It's only like a tablespoon of sugar. Yeah. Which is a lot less than, you know, you figure a can of Coke or even like a Starbucks yeah. now, can. I, lo- I, I do. I would honestly say like this is like of all the kind of RTD beverages I've had, this one's pretty good. Um, I do have a bottle of... Japanese vodka stuff. Because <laughs> you're out of Japanese whiskey. Yeah. Table. But I got it from the same like stop and shop convenience store in Aurora <laughs> for like 10 bucks. It says I Suntory gotta, on it. It's a Suntory. I've got to go product. there. I've got to check this place out. I mean, it was, they were fire selling it. It's like they're probably were they fucking fire, stolen. Were they fire uh, selling it on the same day? Yeah. Oh, so they were just fire selling Suntory. All their Suntory shit. Yeah. yeah. What if somebody brought in like some cases <laughs> some of Suntory? Cases. Yeah. Uh, move them what is that starlight um that was a gift though but what is it yeah it's a whiskey? bourbon oh a bourbon bourbon whiskey. The one we used last time yeah. oh I so see. i'm gonna crack into that japanese vodka um and make a little, little white russian stuff. yeah you hmm. mentioned that idea and i'm yeah i'm in because it sounds fun but i don't need it i agree that this is the best rtd we've ever had hands down better than monster it's not as hot as monster man uh but it tastes better yeah i do think that this has a good um canned for all the canned coffee drinks out there marcus is really kind of going at it with that vodka it's all about ratios 50 50 marcus (laughs) likes it 50 50 it was a third i do need to get ice in this though because I want to ice it down and shake it. I poured the vodka right into the can and ended up with like a bunch of vodka on the mouth of the can. So this first sip is really... <laughs> the coffee's going to be the chaser. Be something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just do a shot of vodka. <laughs> Why not? It's Sunday morning. <laughs> not even noon, literally. Mm, oh, that's... You guys... Let's just drink this every week. This is great. <laughs> Are you moving on from whiskey to vodka? Maybe. I mean, it goes really well with this. I'm generally more of a, I'm generally more of a brown liquor person. Mm. But um, you know, no complaints about vodka. I'm Russian. I'll drink it. <laughs> um, so I'm a little concerned for your health, though, with this being 175 milligrams of caffeine. I mean, I feel like that's worse than a Red Bull and vodka. Oh, yeah, that's true. Are you guys going to be all right? I wouldn't have had a cup of coffee before this if I'd realized how much caffeine was in this. Mm. 
I'm fine. Guys, this is definitely more than Red Bull, actually. Red Bull only has 111 milligrams of caffeine. You know, but you get the multiplier effect with the Red Bull because you got taurine, you got ginseng, oh, yeah. you got all those you other fucking other things shit. in there. Yeah. yeah. I so. don't know. I think I say college kids, if you're looking for something to start your night out with, I think uh, vodka and La Colombe triple latte is not a bad way to go <laughs> who's this for i don't know i didn't I mean to so. jump ahead mm. but i just tasted it and was like wow if i was 19 and about to mm. party all night i would love this you does know that, this is like conveniently like good yeah it's so good does yeah. that taste like a nice white russian it's not as boozy because when i make my white russian i use um kalua which is mm. like more alcohol mm-hmm. you know and so it's not as boozy it definitely is reminiscent of yeah, yeah I, I definitely yeah Oh, this is great. <laughs> I'm very happy with this product. Oh, I'm good. shocked. I'm shocked with how happy yeah. I am. Um, I do love an adventurer. <laughs> Adventurers are so fun. Yeah. Even though he's a little abrasive and a little bit like showy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, his heart's in the right fucking place and he's doing a lot of good and he cares so much. You can tell and all the tastings that I've seen of the guy, he just cares so much about quality coffee. Like he's so fucking in, into it. It's great. I like watching him. That's Good. awesome. Yeah, that part of the show was really cool. Yeah. Like, that was super authentic, you know? He was like, this is just so fucking good. So, I like that. Yeah. I like people that get excited about coffee. Yeah. 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 Cool. So, who is this draft latte for? <laughs> well, it's definitely, like, if you're on the go and you just need a pick-me-up and you're at the Trader Joe's, just grab one of these off the shelf. Is that one of the they cooler case? I've seen it Trader at Trader Joe's. Joe's yeah. yeah, it's like one of the few branded products at Trader Joe's. I think that for me, it's still like a bit too much sugar. I think the sugar and a bit too much caffeine. Uh-huh. So maybe if I was to share it with Marcus. Ah. Yeah, um, I only need half a mug because I'll fill up the rest with alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the funny thing is that this was actually hard to find. Like I had, I thought it was at. Jewel. Okay, wait. Let me just say, Marcus thought it was hard to find because they didn't have it at Woodman's. Yeah. Well. And if they don't Woodman's have... doesn't have it, that must make it hard to find. They didn't have this at Jewel, this can. So I had to go to CVS Pharmacy. They were the only ones that could find it in the Fox Valley area because we're number one in the fucking Fox, baby. <laughs> they have it at Target. They have it at Trader Joe's. They yeah. have it probably at Walmart. I think they have it at Walmart. Right. They have it at a lot of large chains yeah they just may not have it at some of your smaller regional chains correct uh so for us in the aurora area i had to go to cvs to get the actual latte because jewel doesn't have it woodman's doesn't have it prisco's was closed so we can't confirm whether or not prisco's has it yeah but definitely trader joe's and probably walmart but jewel did have the actual like cold brew which i bought too and i you know we might do that on a love or leave it um for you guys out there shout out to the love or wait leave can it. i tell you the places you can buy it you can get it at mariano's okay you can get it at fresh market you can get it at costco you can buy a case of it at oh, costco shit. you can oh. get it at fresh time you can get it at target you have lots you can, of options you can get it at tony's you can get it at cbs <laughs> <laughs> let's see where else can you get it okay, uh how, meyer no how not much meyer. how much is this little nine ounce 330 Okay. Kroger, you can get it at Kroger. It's a little pricey for this tiny can, but you it is three cups of coffee. <laughs> it <Right>. packs <laughs> a punch for sure. It does. Right. Yeah. I Like, of all the RTDs we've had, I definitely like this one. Yeah. Best. Yeah. Right. One thing I find interesting 
is that this brand, you see it all over the place in the refrigerator section. I've never seen a bag of their coffee ever. Yeah. No, oh, do they sell just coffee beans? They do, yeah. Um, and, and so I, that I find interesting. I've never seen chain. it. I, oh, they sell it at Fox, Foxtrot in Chicago. I know. That's not a big chain. Right. Yeah. Huh. But there's some other big chain I saw it on. Yeah. But so their regular coffee is not for sale at that huge list of places? No, it's all the cans. Huh. Isn't that weird? Yeah, yeah it is weird. Yeah. I guess the cans are popular. Well, not look. a single one of those places has the bags. Todd likes oh. to go where there's no competition, right? <laughs> and it's like he saw an opportunity with RTD, and he uh, fucking went for it. And now he's got, I mean, you know, he's got pretty good market share, you know? Yeah. $91 million in sales. Yeah, Jesus. Well. But... Sorry, you didn't keep you didn't keep growing, so get the fuck out of here. You're fired. <laughs> hey, capitalism needs to be fed constantly more and more. <laughs> we we need a turnaround expert now. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> so sad. Yeah. So I ho- I wish him well for his new water endeavor. He seems very excited <laughs> about it. He said that um, that the that he wants every re- nice restaurant to offer you three types of water. Sparkling, still, or shimmering? Shimmering. <laughs> okay. The third option. Actually, that's kind of a that's like a pretty good way to describe tiny bubbles in water. Yeah, I kind of like that, actually. Yeah. I want to know how shimmering many... Shimmering water. This is going to be the next thing that the um, alpha dudes are talking about. I just love the idea of like him getting into bubble science. I think that that's something <laughs> that just... I fucking love that. Look, I'm on board. I... I actually completely relate to bubble size. So I guess we can wrap it up. Um, this is our episode. And uh, do, we wanna, do we have any business we want to call out to? You guys, we, you heard us mention um, the cold brew for a love it or leave it. It's the hottest fucking ticket in town, guys. It's patreon.com <laughs> forward slash no bad reviews pod. That's where like the after party's at. So like this is the party, guys. And the after Oh, I party. like that you called it an after party. That's yeah. nice. Fucking mm-hmm. A. That's smart. Yeah. So... We're going to continue on drinking and reviewing. We've got some, uh, like, unfiltered opinions. Love that coffee. Get it? Unfiltered opinions? Oh. Fuck, I'm on a roll today, man. <laughs> I love this. That's yeah. great. That's great. Right. So unfiltered. That's, love it or Smart. leave it. Um, you'll get those. And, um, yeah. And do we want to – there's somebody that emailed us, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Our, our – Jewish correspondent, Francine. We love you, Francine. I know. It's so nice of her. She did just have like some nice comments on our story. Purim story. It's called the Me- Megillah. It's from the Book of Esther. It's in the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament, but it's not in the Torah. Right. Because so, the Torah is only the, the first is. five books. Maybe that's why God's not mentioned. Because <sighs> it's not. Too many fucking reviews. Out, or too many fucking books to yeah, keep track of, man. There yeah. are a lot of books. Jesus. Also, she said that she... that. Forum was more like Halloween, a celebration for the kids. No one was getting fucked up. Well, wasted. I mean, she's not from your family. <laughs> a lot of rabbis would not approve. Oh, huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Thank you so much for that. I was really happy that she didn't have any like major corrections for me. Great. I feel really good about that episode. She also said if you want to understand gender roles in the Jewish community to watch Fiddler on the Roof. Love Fiddler on the Roof. I've never seen it. You've never seen it? Oh, you would love it. Oh, yeah. I bet I would. That Sunrise Sunset song. That's a nice one. Is that, oh, Chim Chimney? Chim- no. Marcus. No. 
But there, I think they are dancing on rooftops. You're right. They yeah. are dancing on rooftops. <laughs> right. In That's a fiddler on the goes. roof. Yes. Right. Well, I would hope so. Right. Based on the title of... Oh, right. (laughs) So, guys, are we going to figure this out? Who knows? Um, I just want to say I'm really grateful we have a Jewish correspondent who can educate (laughs) us a little bit further on your culture stuff. And then she said, uh, don't bother researching any more Jewish holidays (laughs) because they're all our enemies tried to destroy us and we survived. Yay. Celebrate and eat. Yeah. Cool. Fun. That's That's the Jewish tradition. Wow. So we can just like... We could just wash, rinse, and repeat that episode and yes. be like, hey, fucking A. For cool. every holiday. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. All right. Thank well. you, Francine. We really love you. I, I know. I really love her. Yeah. Um, emails, they're always so great. They're yeah. funny. She's and if funny. somebody else had more comments, um, where, do, where do they send those to? Hello at nobadreviewspodcast.com. Boom. There it is. Or you can message us on social media at yeah. nobadreviewspod. Yeah. Or you send can... us your suggestions. I want relation. I want to give relationship advice. I feel like you need to start a different podcast for that. No, That's so funny. <laughs> Look, no. I just want to give opinions, and I'm going to do it on this platform that I've already built. Well, you know, <laughs> the last seven minutes of every episode, we're going to dedicate towards your answers. So go ahead and send them in. Thank you for joining us. We love you guys. We'll um, do like one question a week, and we'll talk about it for seven minutes. And just remember, when you're on the South Pole. Every direction is north. (laughs) Aw, thanks, Marcus. Good episode. Thank you for listening to this podcast, generously sponsored by Modest Coffee, purveyors of single-origin coffee without the snobbery. Visit www.modest.coffee forward slash no bad reviews to see what they're roasting today. Enjoy.